think I see Chip Brown wearing a Lions jersey today. What's up? <laughs> I'm on Raw. Love it. That's right. We got John Brown on this show today. Father of Amon Ra, St. Brown. Did you guys ask him about hip flexors last week? No, we didn't. We didn't have him on. Okay. Yeah, that was on me. Yeah. Can you please ask for his favorite hip flexor mobility drills today. That Why? is a done deal, Trey. <laughs> Don't just agree to it, Chip. Why are we doing this again? Because I need <laughs> help with my hip flexors. I mean, what's wrong with them? They're tight. Yo, this is a guy that says don't stretch. That's John what he Brown. tells us. He, he um, says for, for hamstring injuries, what Justin Jefferson has right now, which y'all talked about earlier in the show, he says don't stretch it. That's the wrong move to do. He's right about that. That's why I want you to ask him about hip flexor mobility drills. You slowly strengthen the hamstrings, but you don't want to stretch it out because the injury needs to stay more compacted to heal. He is correct about that from Dr. Okay. Trey. <laughs> Dr. Trey. <laughs> All right. The doctor, Doc Elling. the doctor and I are out of here. We'll be listening, guys. Y'all have a great show. Appreciate y'all. Good show, fellas. Appreciate you. Ah, dang it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The balloon, the balloon release to kick off the show. In the immortal words of Judy Brown, happiness is a choice, and we're happy you're spending some time with us, us being Chip Brown and Zay, the right call collier. Zay with a little different angle today on his uh on his presentation. What what t-shirt you got on there? Oh, this is a, what is this? Probably one of my, what's that say? Heart Six Ranch up there in Grand Tetons, Yellowstone area. Okay. Yeah, you know, representing. Your boy's a little country, man. Okay. Yeah, your boy's a little country. My pops, you know, even though he claims he's from Houston, he's really from Richmond, Texas. So he's an old country boy, and that's rubbed off on me. While my mom, she's a city slicker. Like, she's from East Austin, Grew up about ten minutes away from DKR and stuff, so she she a city slicker. But yeah, man, I got a little bit of country in me, especially with my eating habits. So, well, tell yeah. us more. Well, what are we talking about my countryness. I mean, countryness and eating habits. Uh, I mean, well, like, what are country eating habits? You eat rabbit and squirrel, or what? See, no, no, not that country. Just good old fixing type food. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff that sticks to your ribs, you know. Down south, southern cooking. Give me a little fried chicken. A little corn on the cob. You know what I'm saying? A little okay. green beans, you know. Do you cook? Hell no. Mm-mm. Hell no. no. Not no, I know, but hell no. Nah, nah, I don't mess with the kitchen at all. If it's not already frozen and you just put it in the oven, I'm not with it. Don't ask me to do anything in scratch. Thank goodness my wife could throw down a little bit, especially for a white women ship. That's rare. That's rare. You know, on the application, when your boy was out here searching for a loved one, I, that was on the application. Like, you know, if she could get down in the kitchen, then she going to get was, closer and closer she was in to the running. Home. She was in the running. She going to get closer and closer running. to my heart. So, yeah, man, she holds that down very nicely. And, yeah, you've seen your boy. I eat well, and I look like it. So, well, so you've not moved to the Quinn Ewers salmon diet? No, no. Okay. No. I mean, I do like salmon, but 
what goes on the sides and probably what's on top of the salmon. That's what Quinn, I don't think he's messing with at this point. And good for him. You know, I like what I'm seeing in this year's Quinn Ewers than the Chick-fil-A eating. I need 20 nuggets with a large fry and a large lemonade Quinn Ewers. I, I, I like what we're seeing now. See, when you get to my age, you start eliminating stuff. Mm. Like I used to get milkshakes all the time, but now I'm like lactose intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't be getting shakes anymore. I used to get donuts all the time. I don't eat donuts anymore. Man. I mean, I'm trying to eat salmon. I'm trying to do that stuff because, man, the metabolism every year just slows down. Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm trying to be active, man. I'm trying to keep up with my wife. She told me, you want to be the champ? You got to marry the champ. Because <laughs> she's the best woman's tennis player right. in our club. So I married the champ. Now I'm the champ. I'm the mixed doubles champ. I got to keep up. There you go. I got a big match tonight. Oh, for real? Big match. Yeah, man. We got our league at the club. It's like Big match, 545. Okay. Got my, got my Amon Ross St. Brown jersey yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, man. You, you look like you're a winner right now. I'm I trying. Can I can see it. Are you confident tonight? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I've been, I, I mean, I ordered this protein stuff. Like they say that it's got all the stuff that keeps your body digestive tract clean, Uh-oh. like beetroot and stuff, but it's just a powder. I don't even know what if it works, but I'm, I'm yeah, you don't even know you don't even know what you put in your body. Don't test them for PEDs, y'all. I don't know if your club does that. You out here winning and stuff. If I lose to you, I'm gonna be a little suspicious, man, with the way you talking. I do feel good. I mean, I do feel strong. <laughs> so I'm hoping there's some HGH or some roids in there. I need something, man. I need yeah. something. Hey, yesterday, boy. yesterday I felt like I let you down, Zay. I felt like my energy was not great yesterday. What? So I'm trying to have some great energy today. Okay. I'm trying to, you know, we we talk Longhorns usually when we start the show, and people are still kind of like, "What happened, man?" You know, this team kind of kind of helped beat itself Saturday with three turnovers, nine penalties not executing in the fourth quarter like this team has been doing all year. But here's the thing, Zay. I'm looking around at this Big 12. Like today I spent some time looking around at this Big 12. And you got K-State who lost to Oklahoma State, who lost to Iowa State, who beat TCU, who lost to West Virginia. Like, I'm just looking around at this thing going... Texas, don't get overconfident. Like, you still got to treat every game like it's the championship game, like Jade Barron says every week. Like, it's weird. Will Howard is playing bad football. Yeah. And he he can play good football. Yeah. Like, Keaton Slovis has played good football. He's not playing good football. Chandler Morris has played, well, I don't know what Chandler Morris is. He seems to throw picks in the big games. But does anyone remember Donovan Smith? At Texas Tech last year, playing the game of his life and beating Texas, he's the quarterback at Houston, Texas's next opponent. So Texas, no matter what 
the Big 12 looks like, which it looks like a kid doing some finger painting, it's a mess. Texas, you cannot get, you got to, you got to sharpen your knife, man. You got to get that. You got to get that hunter's but that John Wick mentality back. They should have started playing John Wick clips on the scoreboard at the Cotton Bowl or something. Have they not seen John Wick 4? Is this movie out yet? I keep seeing trailers for it. Yeah, I think it's came out already. Now it's just on what digital or wherever you can find movies that come out nowadays. My old ass is about to say DVD. Hell no, they ain't making no DVD no more. But yeah, John Wick, it should be out. You should be able to find it. Man, we should have the team over to watch John Wick 4. Right. And get them, get them hyped. Do you like these John Wick movies, Zay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, this is Keanu Reeves' best work. Don't you look at speed? Okay, speed was cool. Sandra Bullock did her thing. She had that classic Bob going on, just looking hot as ever. Sandra Bullock, absolutely love her. Then you got the Matrix series and stuff, which you could argue Lawrence Fishburne did his thing too. So Keanu just being Neo, the one, you know, Keanu Reeves, he's had an interesting acting career. And before John Wick, he was a little overrated in my opinion. But when the John Wick series started coming out, I was like, okay, Keanu, he in his bag. This is what he was meant for. And, you know, I'll take that back. Hardball is one of my favorite movies, especially sports movies. Hardball when Keanu Reeves was like the dirty lawyer or something and got in trouble and had to coach the hood kids and uh, baseball. Like That's a classic movie. I love that one. But, yeah, Keanu Reeves, John Wick, he does his thing, man. And, yeah, they kill his girl. They kill that dog. And he was like, look, I was trying to, you know, hang up the machete. I was trying to hang up the pistols and stuff. But y'all poked the bear. And he's been on some revenge shit ever since. That's why they got four of them. And it's graphic. You know, it's a little, you know, it could be a little dark. And there's a lot of killing going on. But, you know, as a man, that's the stuff that we want, Ship. So, yeah, I, the horns need to find that hunger. And hopefully this game woke them up. I mean, if this game doesn't wake you up, losing to your arch rival and them getting in the way of your CFP aspirations, I don't know what will. I really don't. Like this, you should be pissed off that you're on a bye this week because you can't wait to go to H-Town and just absolutely demolish Houston. Like that's where you're at. These next six games should all be blowouts. They should. I agree. You should be like foaming at the mouth. You oh, should be man. you should be just pissed off at the world. Yeah. Until you take it all out on Houston. Yeah, like that wolf that bit old yeller, just as rabid as I don't know what, as pissed as I don't know what. Oh, you in the that, way? Okay. Old yeller reference. I love it. <laughs> oh man. Old Yeller was tough though. Old yeller and that wolf were going at it. They were going at it. They were going at it. Just old yeller stupid too, because you know, you see a wolf, you should probably run away, but he had to protect the family and this and that. It's a sad movie, it really is. Now that I have a dog oh. and champ, old yeller, I can't watch that one. I old watched yeller, it's kind of like watching times. Texas OU this past week. <laughs> right? You're like, is Old Yeller going to beat the wolf? Is it going to be, oh, no, touchdown. (laughs) What the hell? Old Yeller just died. Ah. Tough. I'd rather watch Cujo, man. That's what the team needs to watch this week. Yeah, Cujo. Cujo. That's the flick right there. Not Beethoven. Cujo. 
Cujo. That dog, that guy. Who, uh, how Cujo get hurt? The bat. The bat got Cujo. It wasn't no wolf. It was the bat. The bat, man. You got to watch out for those bats. I think they started COVID. Man. Those bats will get you, man. Those bats will get you. That's those why I, I, you. I never went under the bridge downtown, Congress. Never my thing. When as a kid, it scared the shit out of me. Never again. Haven't been back since. An Austin night till I die. Love my city to death. You can miss me with that bat stuff. What Y'all, about the Austin ice bats? Like the hockey team. Now that was cool. That that was throwback over at the Expo Center back in the day. That that was fun times. I, I miss those days. I know we got the Texas Stars now, but yeah, Ice Bats, man, you going way back, dog. You know, you know Michelle Beadle. Yeah, she was a Ice Bats intern. Was she really? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I need to try and get her on the show because she she's come on. Uh, the radio with me in the past and we talk about her days as an Austin Ice Bats intern here in Austin. Yeah, I love Michelle Beadle, man. Diehard Spurs fan. And when she gets yeah. together with... She's she's still with the Spurs, right? Like, last time I saw her, I, I felt like it was with Bally's and she was doing games with Sean Elliott and um, those guys. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah. She's, she's, great. Still, she's still about the She's still about the Spurs, for yeah. sure. Yeah, she's crazy about them. Okay, before we uh, before we get to um, John Brown, how about those Rangers, huh? Woo! About those Texas Rangers. Oh man, and Wags, I'm sorry, bro. You were down bad earlier. <laughs> that that one hurts, man. That the one Orioles hurts. didn't get swept all season in a series, and baseball lasts forever. That they didn't get hurts. swept in a series in the regular season, not once. And the Rangers just said, "Excuse me, while I whip this out." Yeah, yeah. And they now did they're I love Nathan Navaldi. I love the way that he pitches. Dude, like, he's athletic. He is athletic. And he doesn't look, his body doesn't look it. His body's like, man, this, you know, he's no Randy Johnson, that's for sure. But right. that dude, he's throwing some stuff, man. He be painting corners and just the enthusiasm that he shows. And, you know, he deserved to get that salute and tip his cap to the fans because seven innings, just easy innings, it seemed like. Like the jams that he got in, A, we're like, okay, whatever, you're on base, it don't matter. I'm going to strike you out. And, yeah, Craig Seager, Garcia homered, and Garcia, that, that's cocky, man. It, it's tough to get swept, but when Garcia went yard and kind of took his time and walked and bat flipped and stuff it was just insult to injury and yeah that's uh this rangers team i think they're pissed off for not winning the west that last day that's last game of the season losing that to the astros i'd be pissed off too because they haven't been home in a very long time last night i want to say it was like 16 days since they played at globe life so uh yeah they had to go to tampa they had to go to baltimore yeah. And they are just dealing. Now they're in the ALCS for the first time since 2011. It's tough. Is it's it tough. time? Is it time to erase 2011 and that nightmare? 
I mean, I know Rangers fans hope so. You know, it seems like with what the Astros did yesterday, like it's going to be that, you know, state of Texas matchup for the AL title that we've all wanted. And, you know, I'm not saying the Twins are out of it. They could easily win at home. But the way that Astros team looked yesterday, good luck. (laughs) <laughs> like Jordan Alvarez, that dude looks like Randy, uh, Reggie freaking Jackson right now. Like that dude also Mr. October stuff, six for 12, uh, what, six RBIs, four homers in the playoffs. Like he's putting up Buku numbers right now. And finally, Alex Bregman, he came out of that little slump that he was in and went yard yesterday. Also, Jose Altuve batting first for them. He's gotten a hit and every Every single game, batting first, one was a homer. So I I can't wait. It's going to be a hell of a series. And, yeah, both teams know each other very well. But it's not over. The Twins, they can still do something today and go back to Houston for a fifth game. But it's yeah, baseball. Go back to Minute Maid where Houston sucks. I mean, not yeah, sucks. Been good. It's weird. They've yeah. been... They've been better on the road than they've been at home. But we'll 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 see how that goes. All right, so Zay, what uh you've had a couple days to think about it. Texas, you feel good about them moving forward? Yeah, 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 I do. Um, you know, like I said before, sometimes you need a wake up call. Sometimes, you know, you get a little ahead of yourself and get a little cocky. I mean, it's natural. We're all human. And you're talking about 18, the 23, maybe some 24-year-olds on this team. Obviously, there's some six-year guys. But, you know, sometimes you just get on your high horse and you beat Alabama. You're 5-0. and You're third in the country. Everybody's telling you how good you are. And I think Steve Sarkeesian and this coaching staff, they got a little taste of it, too. Because when you look at that goal line stop for Oklahoma, four straight times, you try to get it in on the one yard line and you get stopped every time. There is a lot of arrogance there where Sark, you know, just thinking that his team was tougher than that Oklahoma team. Well, you aren't. We know we've talked about it all year long on Chip and Zay here on Texas Sports Unfiltered, how much parity there is around college football. So you can't take anybody lightly, even though I feel good about these next six games for the Texas Longhorns. You're still, like you just said, Chip, before, you can't take them lightly at all because everybody wants to ruin your parade, especially on your way out to the SEC. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. I think Sark and this coaching staff is going to get back to the drawing board and, you know, correct the mistakes, like forcing more turnovers for this defense, the red zone mistakes that you're having. Okay, on the red zone, how about Savion red zone? Yeah. You with yeah. Me? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I think he's earned that right. You know, everything that he's done when he's in there has been positive, whether that's the fourth down conversions to him running the ball. And we saw he could throw it, you know, over the top a little bit. Jump pass maybe down there. Yeah. You know, we don't want him going over 20 yards trying to throw the ball but what he did with Gunnar Helm that was real cute and that was at the right time one of Sark's better plays last Saturday so yes I'm all about Savion Red getting more love out there because they just need more variety than what we've seen these first six games of the season yeah I mean 
you can come up with some different wrinkles for him. I mean, you could do some bootleg waggle. You want run pass option stuff down in the red zone where the quarterback is a threat to run and run some option. Hell, I mean, have Brooks running along with him. And if, if that's there, great. Have a pass too. Man, stress that defense. Don't make it where if your center and your guards don't just absolutely mash somebody in everybody, you know, shoulder to shoulder, you're going to get beat. Come on, man. Spread them out. Yeah. Yeah. And this, again, I'm as good as Jonathan Brooks is playing. I love the way he's playing. What he's shown us with the chip on his shoulder. You're going to go out here and start C.J. Baxter, a freshman, for the first game of the season when I've been here waiting my turn behind a first-round pick and another guy that got drafted in the NFL last season. Okay, well, when I get off my opportunity, I'm going to show y'all what's up. And he's done that, being the leading rusher as far as Power 5 running backs go. But there are a couple of times he could have bounced that out. You know what I'm saying? One of the best that were, uh, excuse me, that wore the burnt orange did that in Ricky Williams and Priest Holmes. Like there are times where, even though Priest was really good at jumping over the top, there are times, especially during his Kansas City days, where that thing was all bunched up and congested, and then Priest Holmes would bounce that thing out. It might be a one-yard run at the end of the day, but it took Priest 20 yards just to get the touchdown because he was going east and west. So, you know, that's... Yeah, he should have bounced that thing out on that toss sweep. Yeah, yeah that toss sweep. You got to bounce that out, baby. I could just picture it in my head. It would have been so smooth, but, you know... You do what you're told in a way. Like, that's just a lot of those guys, that's what they were told. It's just instinct. That's what separates the goods and the greats. Like, when that instinct comes in together, you just make plays on your own, a la Barry Sanders, then, you know, that's just, that's why Bijan was Bijan, because Bijan did that multiple times during his tenure at Texas, and now he's doing it for the Atlanta Falcons. So Jonathan Brooks will learn those things. The offensive line, they'll get better. And I got to keep reminding these Texas fans, you had a third-string center in for 90% of the game. A third-string center. And he held his own, but... There were very timely plays where he hurt the Longhorns, and it's specifically it's that last drive of the game where they had to settle for the burnt, Ar- uh, burnt Auburn field goal instead of going down and scoring because Quinn Ewers ended up getting sacked on the first down due to Connor Robinson getting beat. So, yeah, this team, they got to get healthy. I saw your uh, report on Jake Majors, Horns 24-7. Like, everybody's beaten up right now, so I'm very glad that this bye week is here this week so these guys could get in the tub and get in the books and you know get ready for the next part of the season yeah because jake majors has a high ankle sprain which is which is tough you know because i mean they're gonna shut him down for a couple weeks and hope that the treatment and everything that he can maybe get back for for byu um but Maybe not until K-State. So, because the high ankle sprain on the big fellas is tough. It's terrible. The 300-pounders, it can linger. And so, they're going to shut them down. Sometimes you're better off just breaking that thing. 
they're dealing with a really bad eye ankle sprain because you're right they could just linger and linger and yeah that's sure i know this ain't what college football is about but that's what you put a guy on ir for like just four weeks and we'll see what you look like coming back after a month or so but uh yeah i mean you got to have a lot of luck to get to where you want to be and trying to win a Big 12 championship, yet alone a national championship. And the Orns, they've had some bad luck. Well, you know, they have due to injury, especially as of late. So we're going to see a lot of those guys, second stringers coming in and freshmen, they're going to get tested these next few weeks. And hopefully with the coaching, they could keep on developing to where they're getting better week in and week out because other teams are. <laughs> like those teams that you saw struggle at the beginning of the season, they're going to get better and better just with more reps and seeing different looks and stuff and just getting used to the college game. Guys that are maybe transferring over, you know, from a lesser division or a G5 or even freshmen coming in, like guys get better and better. So you have to do that as a ball club. And I think this coaching staff and this team has the right mentality to do so. CB wants to know if uh, Jake Majors can drive his Lambo now. It's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna hurt. Yeah. Well, he needs. Hopefully, he has a girl who can drive him around. She'll love driving that Lambo. Um, <laughs> hey, we're about to find out what Cole Hudson's all about because Cole Hudson, you know, they moved DJ Campbell in at right guard. Cole kind of became the swing guy, and he spent half of camp at center. Yeah. With the ones like this, this was a a big time effort to get him ready um, to have him be a little heavier guy at center. And he's going to get his chance because he'll be the starter against Houston. And remember, he played last year at right guard with a partially torn labrum the entire season. Toughness. Tough dude, man. Tough dude. So this is a big opportunity for Cole Hudson uh, moving in at center. And then, um, you know, you'll have Connor Robertson backing him up. And Hayden Connor can play some center. Sawyer Gorham Welch can play some center. So, uh, but Cole Hudson's a guy they, they really like at center and a guy who, you know, they feel like can make it where, there's not much of a drop-off. We'll see. We'll see against uh, the Cougs on the 21st. But yeah. uh, Cole Hudson, that's a tough dude, man. For sure. And he's he showed, he showed some nastiness, you know, when he's been in there. And I, I get why they've got DJ Campbell, 343 pounds. DJ's getting better, more consistent each week. I mean, at, against Alabama, he was filthy. Yeah. You know, he's had, you know, some, depending on what the defense is doing, if they're doing a bunch of twists and stunts, he can get a little, you know, which way do they go? But for the most part, he's been pretty good. And his pass protecting has been, believe it or not, better than his run protecting, according to your favorite pro football focus. So, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. CB wants to know why did Texas stop playing Houston all those years ago? And it's a good 
question. I think there was um, a little bit of bad blood, but now there's a, a better relationship between the leadership at Houston and the leadership at Texas. So, um, you know, I'm not saying this is going to continue after this year. I don't think it will, but here we are. Yeah, they haven't played down in Houston since like 01. So, yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, look who's here. I can see him in the light. Oh my goodness gracious. He looks so good. We don't even know what to do. <laughs> look at him, there he is. Man, this, this is a crazy situation with this life, man. <laughs> in my, up my nose. Well, we can see you. John Brown, ladies and gentlemen, two-time Mr. Uh, Universe. Cane Protein on social media. What's going on? Coffee on YouTube. Life, man. I know you look like you got... Uh, <laughs> yeah, see? Now you look great. You look great. Hey, you see, you see my jersey? You see what oh, I got yeah. going on here? Yeah. Also, he's playing. I think. Let's go. I'm not. I'm not Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are going to be in their cream sickles. Ooh. Oh, this is going to be great. I'm so excited. Now, John, you are not going to the game. Is that right? Not this one. No, my wife is going. Okay. All right. She'll be there. Okay. She has a friend who lives there. I, I hate. Flying and grabbing hotels. Oh, that's a, that's a lot of work. You know? Yeah, when, when are the Lions coming to L.A.? They're coming here. Uh, la, 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 la. Somewhere late October or early November, something like that. Okay. Bears and Lions. I hope Equinemius is healed by then. He has that uh, hamstring. Okay. 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 So, I mean... This is a battle of first place teams, John. Wait, what is what is the Buccaneers record? Three, three and one. Three and one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's gonna be it. That's gonna be a showdown. Yeah, this this is the first place team in the NFC North and the first place team in the NFC South. That's gonna be a good one. And Baker Mayfield, little slappy. He's good. Mayfield. He's playing good right now. Well, he is, and he's he was he's tough. He's tough. Yeah, he's tough. Wow. A- yeah. Aiden Hutchinson needs to plant him like fertilizer. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah it's going to be an uh, interesting game. So, John, give us the update from your point of view, because I know you have a different mind than the guys that handle the injuries at, you know, for oh. the Detroit Lions in the NFL. What's going on with your son, Amon Ra, or both sons? I know they're both dealing with well, injuries. But Amon Ra is an oblique tear. I'm concerned because I'm thinking about that's a very strange odd, weird 
injury for football. The other kid on the team tore his pectoral muscle. That's a very strange and odd situation for a football player. So I'm adding this up going, wait a minute, what the heck, is something in the water? What's going on over there? I mean, Jeff Okuda tore his Achilles. There's, Achilles is not that bad, strange, but oblique and pectoral. So I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, the first thing comes into my mind is, why is that happening? In my opinion, is either something they're eating or drinking or the word of training. Uh, and for the life of me, I can't think of anything that would do that to my son's oblique. It's very, very peculiar. And I, I'm still puzzled. I'm still trying to figure out what that is in my es- estimation or, or, or what can be done. Uh, I, I don't know. It's very weird. Something's going on. They need to look into it. They need somebody from the outside, not just a trainer saying, well, here's what happened. Here's what we need to do to fix it. They need to really, somebody needs to sit down and go, wait a minute. Is there something going on here that we need to be concerned about? You know, I I don't know. Well, all I know is that the Lions did not have Amon Ross St. Brown. They did not have Jameer Gibbs. And they beat the dog out of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they they handled them pretty well. And I like play. that. What do you think? What do you think about this weekend? I I mean, I just think that the fighting Dan Campbell's they got the eye of the tiger, JB. Yeah, they they, they go hard. I, I I only I can only guarantee that the team will most definitely go hard. Yeah, everybody on the team will go hard for Dan Campbell. I mean, even the loss to Seattle. Seattle played really well. Yeah. It was a, a back-and-forth game. That overtime thing, they got, NFL got to change that. Come on. Yeah. A flip of a coin. I mean, it's not like we're not in the 1800s. We're going to flip a coin, decide the guys live or die? Yeah, come on. Yeah. I mean, really? They kind of got it right in the playoffs. You get the ball for five minutes, and the other team get the ball for five minutes. You gotta make it. You gotta make it fair, not a, a flip of a coin. I mean, come on, yeah. with all the money that's on the line, come on. I think they can do better than that. Yeah, they kind of got it right in the playoffs since the Bills got hosed a couple of years ago in Kansas City, and but Josh Allen never got the ball. Yeah, they changed it in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I see. I knew. I said. I thought they changed that, so I was right. It was just with the playoffs. They should extend that into the season. That's yeah. crazy to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're all about... Seattle's doing good, too, as you see. Yeah, yeah. Seattle looks like a team. I mean, that wasn't a terrible loss. No. I mean... Yeah, you're so lucky you get to go see What do you think about this weekend, JB? I think Detroit will win by seven. Okay. I'll take it. I mean, this has been interesting. I went, we actually, my wife and I went to Tampa last year to see Tom Brady before he retired. Oh, 
and he was terrible. And the Ravens beat the crap out of the Buccaneers, oh. and the Buccaneers looked like they w- they'd rather be anywhere else than mm-hmm. on a football field. And somehow they're kind of back together. They're obviously they're in first place in the NFC South. So Todd Bowles has got them going. Maybe Baker, you know. But what do you think, Zay? Um, yeah, Zay. I think, think that Baker Mayfield is due for a bad game sooner or later, and this might be it. I love that defense, Aaron Glenn. He does a good job, even though he's an Aggie, and it's hard for me to give him some credit, him and Dan Campbell. But, uh, yeah, I thought I think they're doing a good job. And Aiden Hutchinson, he's looking like one of the best edge rushers. He's playing up to that number two pick that he was a couple of years ago. It's so. unfortunate that Brian Branch guy got injured. Oh, he's, he's amazing. He's been great. Looks really good, you know? Yeah, that pick six against the Chiefs. Oh. That was big time. Big six against the Chiefs. As a rook. As a rook. Wow. Take that. Jameer Gibbs. I talked to Jameer Gibbs' mom. She had told me that she goes, look out for Brian Branch. You guys are lucky to get him. He's so good. We don't understand why he didn't go first round. But he's amazing. And she was right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's going to be out for a little bit, huh? He'll be out for a little bit. Mayor is NFL, right? Yeah. Everyone gets hurt. Everyone gets banged up. So uh, what do you think about the Cowboys, man? Are they they who they say they are? Or you boys are from Texas. Come on now. I'm done with Dak. I'm done. (laughs) Are you done with Dak? Little Dak energy. I'm done with it. I mean, they... I don't know, man. San Francisco really putting on them, didn't they? I mean, JB, San Francisco's quarterback, Brock Purdy, played at Iowa State. We covered him for four years. That guy, every big game he played in, he threw interceptions and didn't get it done. Oh, yeah. So Kyle Shanahan is that good because he's got that kid playing like Joe Montana. Interesting. He hasn't he hasn't lost. He's eleven and zero as a so he, starter. So you covered him. So you know him as from a college player. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, there's a reason he was the last player drafted. Hmm. Yeah. Right. As a way to get guy get the maximum out of a guy. I'll tell you what, he's processing everything fast, and fast. he's making good decisions. Yeah. It's amazing. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. Miles yeah. Shanahan, man. He's got it going. You're very now, now, John, in the games Brock Purdy didn't play that were like big time primetime games, he was the man. Like he was really, really good in those games. But Wait, when which games? The games where they weren't prime time <laughs> or they weren't the bright lights, like oh, just like normal. Yeah. Oh. When the lights were not the brightest, he shined. Play. Yeah, he he could be the best college football quarterback in the nation at times. He looked. Oh, so Shanahan knew, figured out it was just a little, 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 little fear, little intimidation, little over processing, and slowed him down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, all right. So we have a another show on our channel. A guy named Trey Elling who wants to know what is your best 
hip flexor stretch. Because <laughs> his hip flexors are tight, he says. Yeah. <laughs> he's in his mid-40s, by the way. He's in his so mid-40s. Mid-40s, really pretty in shape, always plays volleyball and stuff, and eats really good. So Trey's all about his health, and he really wants to. Why does he want him loose is my first question. Volleyball. He plays volleyball and he's well, why you want to lose? Okay, he plays volleyball. I I don't know. You can do the splits or something? I mean what, what, what is <laughs> I I just tell him to do some sit squats. You know what I mean? Oh he's Oh my God. <coughs> okay. I'm trying I'm trying to choose my words wisely because I don't want to say, say the wrong thing, but Oh, you can say it. The first thing that comes to my mind, like he's he's not a girl, so why is he trying to do that? <laughs> Girls want to be flexible, not guys. Why want to be flexible? Unless you're doing gymnastics. I mean, what, what is that? I don't what know. I've never seen him play volleyball. I don't know if he's got the, the desire. Someone's telling him something like he, something will improve if he did that. But actually, it's the antithesis. Why a loose rubber band, like I said, is not as good as a tight one. Who wants a loose rubber band? Nobody. Even a car, the springs in a car. If your springs are loose, you're, you're going to bottom out. <laughs> he wants to bottom out. What, what? He should want to get tighter. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let me rephrase the question to yeah. not make Trey look as bad. What, <laughs> uncomfortable. His hips are uncomfortable. How does he get? How does more he get him comfortable? How does he get more comfortable? Let's say that. Well, that's a different question. Uncomfortable. I would have to ask him. What does he mean by uncomfortable? Are they hurting pain? Is that pain? Does he... What does that mean, uncomfortable, exactly? If it's pain, in his joints, well, that's probably... How old is he? 40. That's probably, probably arthritis onset or something. <laughs> if, if it's pain, right? Uh, if it's not in pain, he's fine. He's where he, he should be happy. He should celebrate that. Yeah. All right. I saw a report that uh, I forgot what it said exactly. Sprinters. They looked at a lot of hundred meter sprinters, and, and and most of them were hamstrings and, and and muscles were tighter than usual. It, it makes sense. It, it, it moves. It reacts faster. It wants to be tight. Flopping around in life. What, what is that? All right, JB, let me ask you this, because USC was in another crazy-ass dogfight. And this guy, Alex Grinch, is going to get, he's going to kill the Trojans' chances. They got Caleb Williams in every game. Their defense is giving up 30, 40 points, JB. I don't know what's going on with football in general. It seems like the defense... Everyone's offensive-minded. Defense, everyone forgot about it. When you see guys, I see guys, when I was a kid, and I, they used to teach you how to head on the outside, wrap up when you tackle. They're throwing shoulders into guys now. They're not even wrapping up. Like, where'd they come from? It's the basics. You have to wrap a guy to get the guy on the ground. You got to use your arm. It's, they're like playing with their arms tied behind their backs, trying to tackle guys. You know how difficult that is? So, defense, 
has went to the tank. I don't know. Everyone gave up on defense. No one knows how to play defense anymore. And no one cares. They all want to do touchdown dances. The game gritty, gritty. Yeah, John. I blame Madden, John, because they want to do all this hard hitting stuff that they see in the video games and this and that. And is that where I mean, where, is that where you think it came from? Oh yeah, yeah. Guys with your hands behind your back. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a way that you could make big hits in Madden, and that's how it goes. There's no wrapping up. It's just launching in the guys, which they're trying. Oh to really? Play. Yeah, but it is. That's because all those guys play Madden. That's where it came from. Yeah, this is terrible. What is that? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, I, I can't stand it when I see it. All right, JB, I forgot to ask you this. Of course, we're talking to John Brown, two-time Mr. Universe, father of three five-star wide receiver sons, including uh, NFL star Amon Ra St. Brown and Equinemia St. Brown of the Chicago Bears. Did you see the NFL Network special? Yes. What'd you think? Yeah, it was nice. It was uh, it was it was good. It was very interesting to see them talk to his high school coach and go back and talk to guys. Uh, I, I, I would have wanted had uh, I would have wanted to talk to his pop Warner coach because if I was a coach, college, especially NFL, and I'm going to recruit a guy. I'm talking to his Pop Warner coach first because that guy knows him before he got his swag on and hid behind his swag. Who is he really? What is, what is the core of this kid? I need to know the core. And the Pop Warner guy is the only one who can tell you the core of the guy. All right. Will you tell us who he is, the core? Of Amonra? Yeah. He's like, Crazy determined, hate to lose. I'm when I say hate to lose, the worst thing you can do is beat him. Because if you beat him, oh, the next game, if I was a coach and I threw him a pass and he dropped it, I would call timeout, let him get some water, say, okay, we're going deep. I don't care if the whole team is on him, throw it deep to him, watch what he does. He's going to catch, he's, he's so super determined, you cut his head open, you see a football. I mean, he's like super determined. Hate to lose. I mean, like, like almost crazy. Like, it's, like it could be concerning to some degrees. Yeah. So he got injured with his oblique. I'm like, hey man, think about the future. Calm down. I know you want to play. He's out there running already. I'm like, look, calm down. Take it easy. But he's so his core is uh, even equanimous is like that. You know, uh, I just hope that the Bears give once he gets healthy again, give him an opportunity, throw him the ball. And and this is not just for Equinemius. This statement is is for a lot of receivers on teams who never get balls thrown to them. How do you know if the guy can catch if you can't if you don't throw him any balls? Yeah. I talked to Nick Saban once about my kids. I go, well, we're concerned about going to a school that does not play freshmen. So we want to play as a freshman if we're able. If we're not, we're fine. Nick Saban said, for sure, 
all my freshmen get a chance to play. And so he's Nick is smart. He goes, I know you're probably thinking, how can I guarantee that? He says, it's simple. I need to know what every player can do. How am I going to find out if I don't play them? So as soon as I can, I want every person on the field playing so I get some film and find out who they are. That makes sense. You got to throw guys balls, man. You can't throw balls at one guy. You got to give everybody a chance. You never know what you have. Look at Brock Purdy. Yeah. If no one would have got hurt on, on San Francisco, he'd have probably been on the practice squad. And he probably would have been to another team just bouncing around. Never got the opportunity. You have to turn over every stone. You have to, as a, as a coach, find out what each player can do. Somehow, if I was a if I was an NFL GM, I would go look. First of all, we got to revamp the, the scouting program. The scouting, it's something wrong with it. You so many misses, then it's not working. The method that you're using, we got to come up with something else to evaluate talent better. How do you miss all the time? Yeah. I mean, it, and it, millions millions of dollars, and you're missing. That's not that's not excuse. No, you can't. It's not acceptable. You can't do that. You gotta. So I hope that the uh, Bears give him a chance because he's my son. I taught all three of them how to catch. I didn't say, okay, I'm going I'm to teach you how to catch and the other two not. No, they're all the same. <laughs> they'll, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be amazed. Like, oh, man, we had this weapon. We didn't use it. We got to use it. What? Uh, why do you think 16 receivers went ahead of Amon? I'm always pausing because you know, my sons are actively playing, and I don't want to say nothing that's going to harm them. I think first thing is scouts, NFL scouts, don't have time to look at high school games. You go, well, why? Why is that important? Because it's possible to go to a high school. And a coach says, well, we're not going to throw you as many balls as the other guy, like I just discussed. We're going to throw you five balls, three balls. We're going to throw this other guy 18 balls. Then you, then you, you, it, so if you're watching high school football, you go, man, this is the best high school player. So they have no clue how good, how dominant he was in high school because they don't look at it. You get to college. Now, if you go to the wrong school, your coach may say, okay, well, I'm a nice guy and I want to share the love with everyone. If you make a touchdown, we want we want Mr. Smith to make a touchdown and we want Frank to make a touchdown. We want to be fair. So if you go to a school like that, the scouts, NFL scouts look at that and go, oh, you know what? He only was responsible for 10% of the offense or 2%. That's because the coach was controlling that. And the NFL scout has no clue because he's not there. Only one who understands is the, probably the father. You know? And the father goes, well, what, hey, man, what are you doing? Not just my son. So Amon Ra had to share balls with people because that was their system. We're sharing balls. You know what? We don't want to share balls. <laughs> you understand that? You have one plate of food, and we eat for everybody eats from the same plate. I teach my kids to take all the food. 
even from their loved ones. <laughs> Don't let his brother get none. Eat everything. It's a fight to the finish. So they didn't believe that. They want to share. We don't share with nobody. Okay? We, we, we just all in the, the damn thing. But they wanted to share the ball. And what happened was, you look at scouts who look at Amarango, uh, he was only responsible for 20% or 10%. And he only caught so much. That's because it was controlled. But they don't know that. And then they go, well, this other guy from this particular small school, he has, wow, he's, he's responsible for 40% of the offense. We need him. Yeah. And you get confused. You, 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 now you're like hoodwinked, run amok, bamboozled. You don't even know it. And you picked the wrong guy. Yeah. So you got to be able to say, okay, let me look at this situation for what it really is. Are they sharing the ball here? Or, or is the best player really getting the ball? So when I saw that, I thought, hmm, this is not looking good, my, my, my son. First, second game. First game against UNLV, I think. He's waiting to go in. He's not playing. He's not starting, which I, I agree. I wouldn't start him either. He's a freshman. Don't start him. He has to earn that. Let all the other guys start, which which they did, which I thought was, was right. So he finally went in. Okay, good. Do the best you can. He started moving the ball. They could, their drop balls couldn't move the ball. He's moving the ball. Next thing you know, he's scoring touchdown. Oh, I got a phone call from a guy who said that Amaral's not going to get that many balls the next game. I go, how do you know that? Because so-and-so complained to the coach, some parents. I go, nah. What is this, Little League? I go, nah, that didn't happen, right? And I, and I never confirmed it. It was just, just something I heard. And I didn't even think about it. wanted to confirm it. I really didn't care. But we played Stanford the next game. If I'm not mistaken, Amarad didn't get a ball thrown to him. We're losing until... Three minutes and 37 seconds left in the third quarter. The first time to one ball. When I saw that, I said, oh, maybe that was, why would you have a guy like this on your team and not, and we're losing and not in, involved him? Seems peculiar to me. So after that, I thought, okay, something's wrong. So I said to my son, I said, look, I think we should leave. This is not what we bargained for. All right. We got to get out of here. This is bad. You gotta get out of the Trojan land. Gotta get out of here. Now we love SC. It has nothing to do with the school, one of the best schools in the country. It was just the the, the, the philosophy, the mindset, the mindset of the coaching staff. Let's let's go somewhere else that fits our narrative. This this doesn't. It's not working for us. They can do that. That's fine. But it's not what we want. He didn't want to leave, and I said to him, and I said to the coaches, I said, "Look, you guys." I think my son's a first-round draft pick. So I can't remember exactly, but I went online. I checked out. Let's say we went nah, mid-range. First round, he'd have got X number of dollars. And I calculated that and divided it amongst the games that were left. I say, here's what you're costing him. 
with the way you're coaching. That's how much money it cost them each game. This is for the money. Yeah. It's not what we want here. So I told the coaches, I'm going to, my aim is to get my son to get out of here. All right. But I'm going to want to stay. And that's what I think happened. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Chip, but he'll be back on in a second, John. One thing uh, before we let you go. Oh, there he goes. Now, we didn't get you last week, but the game, the Lions game before that, Thursday night, Green Bay, mm-hmm. Amin Ross scores. And I love Petty, man. I'm one of the pettiest guys you're ever going to meet. For him to do a Lambo leap as a Detroit Lion, you got to have some serious cojones. And they made him pay. I know you saw the dude it's pour the beer on his helmet. And then I, it was, who was that? He's a female. It was a woman that poured beer on him? A female hand in me, yeah. Wow. Okay. Hey, look, you know what? I would do the Lambo leap too. Why not? <laughs> You know, they're going to pour beer or whatever. Okay, it's part of the game. That's but he found Lions fans to do it with. Yeah, yeah. So apparently he said he had a celebration plan. But uh, somehow the guys who were involved in the celebration on that particular play wasn't on the field. So he looked around for him. He was like, oh, man, they're not on the field, right? What am I going to do now? So he looked and he saw a group of blind fans. He just jumped in the Stands, yeah, and they poured the beer on him. I'm like, these guys, man. But you hey, got to I'm going to be sitting right behind the Lions bench at this game Sunday. How low are you? Because when you're too low, you can't see the game good. Well, not that low. Okay. <laughs> I'll be, that's, I mean, my wife thought of everything for this. So I'm like, let's go. Boy, this is going to be a good game. Oh this is going to be a good game. What about the weather? Any, any, any have any update on? What's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be good for Sunday. Ooh, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a good one. This is gonna be, be a good one. Gonna be a good one. Like both teams are gonna come out firing, Jack. Let's Ooh. go. Yeah, you got the right game. I'm going to the right game. Yeah. That's it. So I'll, I'll shoot you my wife's phone number. Maybe you guys can meet up somehow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And she'll get there. She'll get there Thursday night, I think. And uh, she has a friend who lives not somewhere around there. So that means on when the game is Sunday, that means Saturday night she'll go out to eat with Amon. Okay. Saturday night. So if you're not far away, y'all can all go out to eat. You can, you can interview him. Your wife's <laughs> name is Mir- is your wife's name Miriam? Yeah. Okay. So that that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah but hey, I, Miriam. I remember Miriam. We all met up in uh, in Long Beach. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Hey, John, last one for me before we let you go. Lions obviously looking good. It seems like with what the Bears and the Vikings and Green Bay and how they're looking right now, the Lions are yeah. going to take the North. If, you know, it looks like they're going to take the North. But <laughs> I see you, Chip. Um, how would you want – Amon Ra to manage this injury because they got playoff aspirations and who knows when you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. He has to be smart and listen to his body. Period. If you feel some sensation, just you know, keep your eye on it. If it gets it gets worse, if it's at a two in the first quarter, you can play with it. Third quarter, if it's still at a two, okay. But third quarter, if you start creeping to the sixth, 
You may want to start shutting it down. Because yeah. that means then lines are up. Yeah, you, you have to you have to play smart. You know, I mean, uh, you, you can't just do it do what you want there. But again, if uh, anybody out there who's, who's interested in uh, talking or or having questions, they can contact me at on Instagram at Kane C A N E Protein dot com. Right there next to my name, brother. So, That's right. Oh. That's right. And check him out on YouTube, Black Coffee. Black Coffee. You know, I, I'm what's going on, on my YouTube station. I go into homes and I talk to parents and their child because there's a lot of parents have questions about what they should do, what they should eat. How, you know, there's a million, and and most parents are doing it wrong, and there's so many things they don't know. So I'm here to answer as many questions as I can to help optimize their chances, let's say, because a lot of people, like I said, don't understand the, the workload. They, they, they think that the high school football coach gets scholarship for kids. No, no, that does not, it's not how it works. Back in the day, a school like SC would give off 25 scholarships every year. Now, because of transfer portal, I'm talking about 25 scholarships to, let's say, 20 scholarships to high school kids. Now it's down to 10 because of the transfer portal. So if you're in high school, man, it's really difficult to get a scholarship. So you got to know, okay, then how do I get a scholarship? Well, I'm going to the right school. No, that coaches, most coaches, you know, are, are just there to teach your son how to play his football, his system. Not really there to call coaches and send them tape and talk about your son. So mom and dad has to do that. So questions like that, you got to answer. I have to answer for them. Should I go on this trip? We got a letter from Iowa State. Should we go to see the school? Is this, is this an important letter? Is it just paraphernalia? Well, if it's a handwritten letter, that means they want to offer you. If, a, if you get a handwritten letter from a school, call that school up, talk to them, be cordial, be nice, but don't be afraid to ask for the offer because they can always resend that baby. You always ask for the offer. So if you're if you're in Texas and you get a scholarship from USC, a handwritten letter, call the guy up, talk to him. Say, you know what? We love your school. It's in, it's, it's, it's in his top three. Then they're going to go, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you want to come visit? And the parent is thinking, oh, man, why don't we go, go all the way out there? It's kind of far. Yeah, you know what? You tell them this. Okay, coach, we'll love to come, but we don't have a lot of money. And we only can go to two schools. And yours, yours are going to be one of them. We're going to pick one other school. But can we have a verbal offer on this telephone before we go because we only can see two schools and you guys can't pay for the visit an unofficial visit now the school is in a situation you're thinking well it makes sense because guess what they can always rescind it get the offer you got to know what to do to get the offer out of these schools if they ask you to come to the school go to the school because sometimes here's what teams think you can't marry a woman that you don't see. If you never met her, you're not going to marry her. So they're concerned that, man, what if this dude comes from Texas? 
No, doesn't come. Then he finally, you're not going to get him. Oh, he showed up. We got a chance. Next thing they're going to know is, they're going to think is, what if little Johnny gets homesick and wants to go home? And we're going to give that dude a scholarship. We got a guy right in our backyard just as good. So that's why if I was a parent and my child is from Texas, I'm saying to that coach, look, where are you guys located? We're in L.A. Oh, really? We have relatives in Anaheim. You do? Yeah. You're lying. Who cares, right? <laughs> we have relatives there. Oh, wow. Why is that important? Because the coach is thinking, and what if little Johnny get homesick? And then just a lot of kids leave the school because they can't stand it. They got they go home. But he goes, he has relatives here. He does? Fantastic. If he gets homesick, he can go see his relatives. This is how they're thinking. But they won't tell you this. That's why I'm here to tell you all this little stuff that you would never know. So on my Black Coffee channel, we talk about these things. I answer these questions because there's a million things that you don't know. So you got to know how to talk to a coach. You got to know when to call him. You call a coach. Don't If a coach, a coach gives you his phone number, don't call him right away because if you've never been out to lunch with a coach, I'm sure you guys have, his phone rings like crazy. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm sitting next to him. That phone's ringing. Every two minutes, that phone is going off. He looks at it, and he puts it down. He'll look at it. He says, I got to take this call. He'll take the call from the right guy. But it's not. So you got to call him and text him and say, Coach, this is Mr. Smith. I'm Johnny's father. Please program my number into your phone. Because if you don't tell him that and he just sees the number, he'll never answer it. But if you tell him to program it and he likes you, he'll program your phone. And then he'll see, oh, this is little Johnny's father. I got to take this. There's a, there's, I'm telling you, man, there's so many things that these parents don't know. So there's a million things. So they come to my channel and I'll answer these questions. How do you your son or your daughter? Cane Protein on social media. Black Coffee on the YouTube JB, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week, my man. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous. I just don't like flying and getting in hotels. And, oh, man. I don't want to go and stay with my wife's friend. That's, that's kind of weird. Well, I don't have two sons who are <laughs> NFL stars. I'm just going to one game. And this is it, baby. Why'd you pick that game? I mean... We're going to go stay on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> my wife loves seafood. So we're. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's going to be nice. That's going to be nice. We're going to go. It, it, both are, are, are fighting for uh, the number one position. They're not in the same division, but in a conference, but still, you know. I mean, I got people saying the Lions are better than the Cowboys now. Do you know what this means for a Lions fan? We had a curse put on us by Bobby Lane 50 year. No, we're now in year 64 of a 50 year curse that he put on the Lions. Man, I don't believe in curses. No, I know, but I mean, that's just how ridiculous. Hey, I, I, I'm dealing with black magic over here. Black <laughs> <laughs> magic, eat a curse, I'll spit it out. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Dan, the fighting Dan Campbells, baby. I love him. So, yeah, you, got, you, you went to the right game. Oh, man. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Ah, I'm jealous. <laughs> All, right, All right, thank JP. you so much. Thanks, Appreciate John, you, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Ciao.
There he is. There he is. John Brown. Guy's piece of work. I mean, he is one of a kind. Guy's money. Absolutely. Uh, Zay, you know who else is money? The Great Blue Heron Furniture is money. Right there on your YouTube channel. Just click that icon. It's going to take you to the Texas Sports Unfiltered collection and check out that that furniture because it is high-end leather furniture and it is built for a lifetime. Like there's some furniture you're going to buy. It's made of balsa wood or some cheap ass wood and you're like what is going on here this thing's all rickety no you go to great blue hair and furniture this is the best wood the best construction and the most beautiful so if you're looking to kind of upgrade your your living room situation maybe your bedroom furniture you want to surprise the the missus or the mister with like that chair or that couch, great blue hair and furniture, the best of the best. Click on that icon on our YouTube channel. It's going to take you to the Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. Use the promo code HOOKEM and you're going to get 15% off. Just don't take my word for it. Go check it out. You're going to love it. Great blue hair and furniture. Zay? Have you tried? Have you tried? Uh, have you tried the Alley Pop yet? Yes, on point. Okay. Yeah, root beer. That's my joint. Right root beer. There. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I love yeah. the root beer. I love the cream soda, the strawberry vanilla, the orange squeeze. Yeah. I got some orange squeeze right here. You know what I'm saying? There we go. This is you know when you play well, you get the you get the Alley Pop orange squeeze. <laughs> so like. Jonathan Brooks has been getting a lot of Olipop orange squeeze from me. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're playing well. And I'm not going to talk about who's not getting the Olipop orange squeeze. I'm just going to talk about the people who are. No, nah, put them on blast, man. They need to know. Put them well, on blast. We kind of already did. But um, <laughs> did I'm just we? saying. Did we? What I miss? Oh, well, when we were talking about, you know, Cole Hudson coming back. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, listen. That's that's learning experience. Going to harden up some, give them some of that uh, rhinoceros skin. Get them tough. And in a couple of years, old boy will be a grizzled veteran just knocking Sooners backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Connor Robinson has a ton of upside. He's been playing winning football since high school, coming from Westlake. Like, that, that, and that's what you saw that the moment wasn't too big for him, but he just made mistakes that showed lack of experience. That's all. Like, he's been in big games before, playing at Jerry World, winning state championships, but just being thrown in where... You have no idea you're, you're going to be playing in this game. You just be thrown in randomly for 90% of the plays. That's tough. And it showed. It definitely showed. Some of the penalties, some of the just miscommunication, giving up sacks, you know, different things. He had that um, uh, illegal man down the field. Uh, penalty thrown on him where you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, he, he was so Huh? He wasn't the, he wasn't the he only wasn't. one. He wasn't. There, right, were a couple, right. there were a couple of linemen down there. 
No, but you know what? I don't think we've talked enough about Anthony Hill picking up Tawi Walker and just body slamming him. Like, Tawi Walker was running full speed, and Anthony Hill just grabbed him, picked him up, and slammed him. Yeah. Tawi Walker was breaking tackles in that game, too. Yeah. He's a thick dude. He's like two, two bills plus. He's not some wispy little, you know, scat back. He's a thick, powerful dude. And Anthony Hill just picked him up and threw him down. Like, I'm so excited about Anthony Hill, I can't stand it. And I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to see him on the field more. And I know we've got, like, look, Jalen Ford, David Benda played really well. But Anthony Hill needs more reps. And I think he needs more reps as a weak side linebacker because he's so sideline to sideline. You just don't, you don't want to limit him to just being an edge guy or just being a third down guy. I need to see, I need to see zero all over the field because... That dude is going to be a monster. Yeah. He's kind of already a monster. Yeah, I agree. Shout out to the football junkie in our comments section asking the question, do we think that PK's vanilla defense cost UT the game? And more Ant Hill, please. That man is a dog to what you're saying. Chip Brown. Yeah, hey, I, I agree. Malik Muhammad, Muhammad, you got to make that tackle inbounds. You got to make it. You make that tackle inbounds, the clock runs, you know, there's it's so there's a lot of little things that happened. Nick Anderson going in motion, no one passed him off. And that, you know, there were just a lot of little things that that piled up. And it it some of it was because maybe Jalen Catalan wasn't in the game, or maybe Ryan Watts wasn't in the game, and guys weren't being loud about hey, you got four, you know? Yeah, communication. Yeah. And that that hurt him. That killed him. I mean, it just was, you know, and on the goal line, it it hurt not to have Jake Majors in the game. Yeah. You, you needed to not get run over there. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. You know, Jalen Ford and Jolly Barron, them playing every single snap defensively, that's a serious problem. And you talk about Ant Hill and wanting to see him more out there. Well, trust the freshman. I know he's made a couple of mistakes, but everybody's making mistakes out here, including Jalen Ford and Jade Barron throughout the season. Go back to Jade Barron and Keaton Crawford two weeks ago against Kansas and them having the miscommunication on that deep shot that was um, thrown by, um, gosh, I'm losing Jason my Bean. Jason Bean, thank you. And, you know, just everybody makes mistakes out there. But if you're going hard, then, you know, it's hard to discount anybody going 100 percent. And Hill goes 100 percent. So, yeah, you know, going back to that last drive, I thought PK's defense was very vanilla. It was very passive. It was very timid. You know, you play straight up at that point. You got to trust, like we've been saying all weekend long or all week long, excuse me, you got to trust what you work on day in and day out in practice. Like you cannot be scared of the moment, especially with a team that plays as fast paced as Oklahoma does under Jeff Levy. So yeah, I mean, they're going to be kicking themselves in the butt for a very long time, but you know who you could take that anger out on? U of H. 
You know that anger you can take out on? Kansas State, BYU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. All the games that you have left, you need to take this anger out on them so you can hopefully get back and see OU, who's dealing with their own adversity with losing Andrew Anthony for the rest of the season. So, yeah, man, like I... We talked about it earlier in the show, Chip. I expect this team to regroup and get their focus back. And sometimes, even though this loss hurts badly and OU fans are going to remember it for a long time in the best way, while Texas fans are not, you could use that as, okay, we got to get our focus back and really regroup and overcome and not take everybody lightly like you can see or like you kind of saw what they did with Oklahoma on Saturday. They just took them too lightly and yeah, they got got and now you can maybe get back to that point if you handle your business. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I don't even know if they took them lightly. I just, I don't know that they were ready for Dylan Gabriel like that. And I just thought there would be a, better adjustment so that by the time you got to that last drive you know bring the zero blitz on the very first play and see how they react see how Gabriel gets that ball out you know I mean because if you drop him for a loss there oh man now they're going backward the clock's still running but I just you can't let that you can't let them get into rhythm and you can't you can't and 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 I get it. You know they got high in their rush lanes. They weren't compressed like they were. Finally, on the the second and goal play where they did bring it, and he was about to go down. He realized I can't do that, and he just rose up and threw it to where he thought Nick Anderson would be, and he was there, and it all worked out for him. But that was you know that was a hell of a game. Now they got to build resolve and put, you know, acid in their, in their belly and make it burn. And Sark even said that. And I, I, you know, he kind of said, I want this one to linger a little bit in this off week so that we, we have that laser focus and treat every game here on out like a championship game. Cause the one thing you can't afford is a game where, you have three turnovers and nine penalties and you're not executing in the fourth quarter, whether it's because of injury or not, you might be able to survive a game with nine penalties. You might be able to survive a game with three turnovers. You can't have all that crap happen in the same game against a quarterback like that and against a defense like that. I mean, look, they played more Joker defense than Texas expected. Okay. Now you've seen it. Now you know what to expect. And Texas is going to be the best team on the field in every game remaining that they play, even if they play OU again. And so now they got to act like it. Yeah. Yeah. And Dylan Gabriel, you're right. That dude is a dog. Shout out to CB. Said he went Kyler Murray on Texas. And he really did. You know, dude was running all over the place. And just his composure, he kept that whole team calm. 
Like everybody on OU, they had faith because Dylan Gabriel was making plays out there, not only with his arm, but with his legs. And thinking that Texas, with their really good defensive line, which they're still really good, even though T Sweat and Byron Murphy were not the best on the offensive end, defensively, they're still really good. But when you got a guy playing at the pace that Jeff Levy likes to play at and getting out of his hands, like Dylan Gabriel got the ball out of his hands on every throw, then it's tough to get to him. And, you know, if you're not going to, you know, be compact so he doesn't, you know, go up those A and B gaps when he scrambles and stuff, because, you know, another one of those huge plays on that last drive was the third play of the game where he kind of moved around in the pocket and stepped up and hit Drake Stoops for that 20-something yard gain. And that was so deflating, especially, you know, Jalen Ford, who was absolutely exhausted and it definitely showed. But that's when, you know, even though those first two plays were brutal that's when OU was like oh yeah we're gonna score and even though we don't have any timeouts this is the way that they like to play and they executed more than Texas so yeah it should sting Sark's right it should linger for a very long time hell when you play against U of H you should see that crimson red even though you're playing against U of H you'll be like yo I'm pissed off because we got a lost on our belt and sorry Houston y'all in the way we saw today that it's going to be a sold-out game. Every game for the rest of the year is probably going to be sold out. So, hey, it is what it is. Bring your A game. Jaron Thompson, you're better than what you played on Saturday, missing that pick, having that illegal hit on Dylan Gabriel. I expect him to be better, and I expect these guys, when they get healthy, to be back. I mean, missing Ryan Watts, that might have been even worse than Jake Majors because Connor Robinson came in and did some good things, but there were different points of the game, and we've talked about this uh, this week already, but I think it has to be mentioned once again, where Gavin Holmes and Terrence Brooks and Malik Muhammad all struggled. And I'm not saying Ryan Watts would have been out there on some Darrell Revis type shit, but he's their best receiver that they have. We had Des Bryant commenting on Twitter during the Alabama game saying Ryan Watts is a first round cornerback. You know, and Des Bryant, I mean, say what you want about him. He might be a little crazy coming out of East Texas, but as a former all-pro wide receiver. I think he knows a little something about what NFL cornerbacks look like. So just not having number six on the field, that hurt the horns a ton. And I think it played into Pete Kwiatkowski's play calling. That's kind of what we saw when you look at Malik Muhammad and all that space he was giving up on that final drive for OU. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find six, three corners, you know? It's tough. I mean, tough. it's a weapon. It's a weapon. So yeah, these guys gotta get these guys gotta get healed up and then they gotta get nasty. Um say, um, you know who else can uh can make you feel good? My man Tom McKay and audiovisual consultations. Listen, get the big screen. Treat yourself. If you're ready to build that media room, just call 255-8678. Let Tom McKay and his crew bring everything to you because that's their that's the magic he's going to bring you the best price on big screens best price on surround sound the best price on new lighting electronic shades surveillance look he does it for all the your favorite restaurants around austin he's done it in three of my houses 
three different houses. I don't own three houses, three different houses. And I got TVs hanging all over the place because I'm addicted to sports and whatnot. So let Tom and his crew bring everything to you. Audio visual consultations, avconsultations.com. But all you got to do is call that number 255-8678. Let Tom and his crew bring everything to you. And Zay, I'm going to give you a chip shot. You ready? Let's get it. Okay. All right, here's the chip shot. It's about my man, Anthony Hill. I can't I can't get this. I, re- I rewatched the game and just watching him pick up Tawi Walker and throw him down was like, yeah, this is a guy who loves the game, who loves physical contact, who loves to mix it up, who loves to humiliate you. Especially when you're a thick running back who's been having some success against my team for me to pick you up and plant you like turf fertilizer. And I'm a freshman. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, Anthony Hill has shown me what I knew already because I've already talked to his, I've talked to the guys who know his core. Like John Brown was saying, oh, you know, you should have talked to Amon Ra's peewee coach. I've talked to all the guys on the staff at Den Ryan, from the head coach to Aaron you know, Della Torre, the defensive coordinator, um, to the linebackers coach, and all of them talk about what an instinctive, predatorial football player Anthony Hill is. Everybody wanted Anthony Hill. And that stage was not too big for him. He was on fire. And he got he got 41 reps in that game. And Jalen Ford and you know, Jalen Ford got 81. And I'm not saying Anthony Hill's a weak side linebacker. David Benda can play middle. David Benda and Anthony Hill can handle it. I think Anthony Hill learned from the Wyoming game. That was kind of a, like a perfect storm. He got out of his gap and it was a really fast dude that uh, Harrison Whaley who went zipping down the field. But Normally, and this is what I think everybody's finding out, Anthony Hill is a good enough athlete and he's fast enough. He reminds me of Derek Johnson. He's 6'3 and, you know, 230 something, but he runs like a receiver. So I'm just excited about Anthony Hill. I think he showed us in that game that he's he's ready for the next step. And I'm, I'm excited to see it because I think he's a guy who learns from his mistakes and he's so athletic and such a playmaker. I remember Derek Johnson as a freshman and they beat Colorado like 45 to seven in the regular season. And then they played him again in the Big 12 championship game, you know, one. And Colorado knew that Derek Johnson was so fast that they had to use misdirection to get him flowing in the wrong direction just to have a chance to get by him. And they did. 
They schemed his athleticism against him, and Chris Brown, the running back for Colorado, went off that day. But Derek Johnson learned from that, and he learned to be patient, and he learned to read, and he learned to not move on first instinct unless he absolutely could sense his keys and everything was taking him to where the ball was going to be. And I think that Anthony Hill is going through the same thing, but I think he's ready. And let's let's see what he's got the second half of the season because I think, I mean, Zay, he leads the team in sacks. He might be the guy that gets to 10. Wow. He might, he might be the guy that gets to 10. Yeah, I love what he's brought. I mean, he's everything that he was coming out of uh, high school when it comes to just being as advertised. And, you know, just for Jalen Ford's sake, to give him a breather every once in a while, you know, if you're Pete Kwiatkowski, you got to trust having David Benda and Anthony Hill on the field at the same time where they're both playing linebacker. Now, I know they've been on the field at the same time because they have Ant Hill as an edge rusher or something, but you got to trust those guys at this point. I mean, they have earned that trust with their play, both of them. And the freshman, he's a grown-ass man already, you know? Like, he is fast as I don't know what. You know, his covering has to get better, but that'll come along. I love the comparison to Derek Johnson because he has a lot of DJ in him. You know, DJ who's been on with Hanging with Harge, with Mike Harge, and just talked about the game and how much he loves just being back on campus and giving those linebackers game. And a guy that played a lot of years, over a decade in the NFL at the linebacker position, like, that's huge to have a Around if you're an anthill and you're trying to learn more and more because obviously you have your coaches but seeing somebody that's been there and done that like dj hanging around campus a lot and you know just giving you game that means the world so yeah anthill he's just gonna get better and better but I need PK and, and that goes to Malik Muhammad too. Like if you trust Malik Muhammad, then he's going to play five yards off that wide receiver, six, seven at the most in that situation. They didn't trust him. They didn't trust the freshman. And it wasn't like he was getting demolished on Saturday. Like before he missed that tackle, which was due to him being so far off. And you know, who was it? Farouk able to make a move on him. Like, yeah, that looked bad, but overall, Malik Muhammad probably played the best out of all the corners. Well, I take that back. Terrence Brooks had two big-time deflections that need to be accounted for. I think everybody's going to remember the pass interference call, but yeah, Terrence Brooks, he played well, too. But yeah, you know, you got to have trust in these young guys. I mean, if you're good enough, you're old enough. It is what it is, and they've shown us different moments of being trustworthy, but I like to see more and more so you can relieve some of these guys that are getting heavy minutes of their duties so they can get a rest and a breather on the sideline so they could be fresh when the fourth quarter came. Because Jalen Ford, man, again, that was the worst game he's played 
you know, in the last few years, like since he was probably a freshman. And I can't blame him. The dude was flat out exhausted with the pace that Jeff Levy was running, how fast OU was going, and them not subbing anybody, and Jalen Ford not coming out the game. You got to have somebody in there to relieve him. I, I get it. You trust him. He should have got defensive player of the year in 2022. I completely understand how good Jalen Ford is. But if he's out there fatigued, and can't really go after tackles because he's huffing and puffing and stuff, get him a blow. you got to get him a blow. Like, I just blows my mind that they played every snap. And Jalen Ford made everybody know in the press conference after the game, I played every snap. I know I didn't look good today. Before y'all go and clown me and stuff, Isaiah Collier, I played every snap. So, you and know. And he still had eight tackles and a tackle yeah, for us. He was still out here. You know, he was still doing his thing, but yeah, you, you gotta trust those other guys more. And I think if they do that, guys are gonna be more healthy and more fresh to be productive when the game gets late. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Scott Hampton, welcome. Welcome, Scotty. welcome to Chip and Zay. Tell your friends, tell your friends and enemies, for that matter. You know. Um. All right, before we get to uh, the right call with my man, Zay Collier, um, I want to make sure that uh, if you are not having a good time at the dentist, that you need to uh, go see our good friend, Dr. Greg Eckert, Dr. U-E-C-K-E-R-T. Listen, some of you are afraid to go to the dentist. You don't like it, so you don't go. That's terrible. Don't do that. Here's, here's why you need to go see Dr. Eckert, Dr. U-E-C-K-E-R-T, because first of all, he's Austin's dentist, cool guy, great guy, great staff. You're going to have, you're going to have fun when you go. And then if you need some serious dental work, he's going to take care of you. You've heard Bucky, Bucky's got new veneers and he said it was like bing, bang, boom. And that's what you want. Because you want the smile that's worth smiling about. So make an appointment. Call 345-3166-512. 345-3166. And don't forget, Dr. Eckert also has the Brain Vault mouth guard patented to protect you against concussion. And if you have an athlete and they need that mouth guard to protect them, there is only one place to go, and that is brainvault.com to set up a fitting. All right, Zay. Without further ado, the right call with Zay Collier. Yeah, we got a few things for the right call today, some sports and some good ignorance out there. We'll start with the sports. Five-star Trey Johnson, the Dallas native, has broken down. Yeah, five-star basketball player Trey Johnson of the 2024 class has narrowed his, right, yeah, narrowed his colleges down to two. It's between the Baylor Bears and the Texas Longhorns. And yeah, Trey Johnson, this would be a huge get for the Horns. I'm praying too, but I'm not going to lie. I don't have much faith, Chip. You know, this is a kid whose pops 
went to Baylor. Coach Terry coached him in the 90s, one of his first jobs coming out of uh, Bowie High School, where he was coaching with my pops before Coach Terry went on to the collegiate ranks. But yeah, Trey Johnson reminds me a ton of Bradley Beal when Bradley Beal was coming out of St. Louis and ended up going to play for Billy Donovan at Florida. Has a great body, smooth jumper, could get off his shot against anyone, a nice handle. And yeah, when you hear Baylor and you hear guards, I just don't like that because Scott Drew has a terrific offense that's very guard heavy. And yeah, you saw what that dude did a few years ago with Jared Butler and Macy Oteague and Davion Mitchell. Those guys led that Baylor Bears team to a national championship. And it seemed like it was just all guards. Like they had Adam Flagler coming off the bench and the offense that they were running looked like the funnest offense ever. Just guys coming off dribble loops. You know, everybody has the green light. It's crazy that LJ Cryer went on to Houston because he's not going to be in that offense for Baylor this year. But if you're Trey Johnson, how can you not love that? And when you have Baylor roots and you're from Dallas, so it's closer to home than Austin is, that's tough. That's tough. And Coach Terry's building his culture. He's building his own philosophy here at Texas. And, you know, Caden Shedrick and Dylan DeSue, they're still not cleared. But this Texas team should be really fun. And hopefully Trey Johnson sees that. Hopefully he sees Waco and sees Austin and can tell the difference. That's, that's, That's huge for me, you know. But if you're just a true hooper, then... You're not going to be outside much anyway. You're just going to be in the gym. You're not worried about Lake Austin or, you know, worried about all the pageantry that comes with the city. You know, we got the code of text line, which we love, 512-222-9328. But you ain't trying to go out there and see no F1 and stuff. Like, that's, you're just trying to hoop. Like Kevin Durant, really. You're just trying to find the closest part. Well, Bijan found time for all that stuff. That's true. That's true. But that's a football player. He had more time on his hands. You know what I'm saying? You just got that four months, and yeah, you got spring ball and stuff, but you got more time on your hands. For Trey Johnson, plus Trey Johnson could enter the draft uh, uh, in 2025. So for him, he can maybe spend six months here. So that's nothing. Like, not everybody's Kevin Durant. Like, it's rare that you get that. And I have UTSD because of Ron Holland and uh, A.J. Johnson that came from, um, that went to Australia, you know. So both guys previously were commitments for the 2023 class. So when you're that good, like a Trey Johnson is, and people are throwing money at you, be like, damn, because this is what happened with Ron Holland. They saw him at the McDonald's All-American game. They saw him at all of these, you know, All-American camps and stuff, and he was dominating. And then people started going, hey, you know what, bro? You might be able to make some money. Like, you're better than where you're going. You can make some money as quick as possible, and now you see Ron Holland for 2024, number one or a number two pick in every single mock draft. So I hopefully Trey Johnson likes school (laughs) at least enough to want to go to college, but yeah, man, he's a hell of a player, and the fact that Texas is in the mix one and two, that is a big deal, but Baylor... 
I can't help but think that they have the slider upper hand right now with his pops being a former alum and it being closer and what Scott Drew has done with that basketball program in recent years. So his dad played at Baylor when Rodney Terry was an assistant coach at Baylor? Yep. So that that's good. So that yeah. they got a good relationship. That's good at least, you know, but... I don't know, man. I love Scott Drew. I think that dude, to come into that program when he did and completely turn it around, now he had a lot of time to do so, but, you know, getting guys like Curtis Jarrells, who's one of my favorite players coming out of this Austin area, I remember seeing him at Del Valley and stuff, and just those matchups against him and, you know, DJ Augustine, like those were classic matchups, and, you know, Scott Drew's done a hell of a job there in Waco, and he just plays a very fun brand of basketball, especially for guards, but... Yeah, I feel you, Orlando. You might want to make the call. TJ Ford, that's one of those, you know, any any help you can get. Like, that's why it's so important that KD always comes down, you know, on campus and they name the practice facility after him. When you see KD, who's arguably the greatest scorer in NBA history, always hanging out and they're wearing his logo and the practice gear and you're getting the new KD shoes and stuff and you're right there with Nike, that's always a big deal but you never know with these kids man you just never know mm. his yeah. so he played on lake highlands state championship team yeah with my college roommate's son who yeah. was you know the white scrappy guard on that team hamilton <laughs> warren hamilton and i'm like I call, I'm calling my roommate. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Hey, man, what's going on with Trey Johnson? What's going on? He's like, I don't know. He left and he went to the Link Academy. Yeah. So that that's already not a good sign. <laughs> that's already not a good sign because you go to play with the best there. So that means there's a lot of guys that are going to be telling you, hey, why not go the G League route? Because Texas, all their money goes to football first and then everybody else with Texas one fun as good as it is then it goes to basketball and stuff there's a hierarchy here so do you want to worry about some cash they got some absolutely but they ain't making that 500k that Ron Holland's making this year right right. you ain't getting that you You know what I'm saying so that's that's what you're gonna have to go through and hopefully Trey Johnson Loves the school, loves Coach Terry, wants to be a part of something big, loves the basketball legacy that Texas has, which there is one. You know, you see guys like Tristan Thompson and Mo Bamba, and I already mentioned Kevin Durant and TJ Ford, Royal Ivy, DJ Augustine. The list goes on. There's Buku players in the NBA that were on the 40 acres once upon a time. But, yeah, man, that's – it's going to come down to some serious decision-making if you're Trey Johnson. And, and he may not even stick with Baylor if he picks Baylor. Right. I mean, he could do what Ron Holland did. Yeah, yeah. Just decide, you know what, I got to go. Yeah. And isn't this, is this the last year the Ferrell Center is going to be there or they already yeah. got the new arena? No, I think it's the last year. This is the last year? 
Okay, so yeah, you're competing with that. Like I would say the moon, but they're gonna have a brand new facility themselves, you know, when he gets there. So which the Ferrell Center, oh, talk about a dump. Good lord. Dump. That's that's the dumpiest place ever. Like the Moody Center and Ferrell, not even close. Not no, even close. That's like Holly Berry and Leslie Jones standing by each other. They're not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Holly Berry and Leslie Jones. Not even close, but I, I got to get to some ignorance for you because this story, I know we talk a lot of sports here, but you know I'm petty. Y'all calling me Perze Hilton now. I'm going to throw something crazy at you that's going to bring you back a little bit and make you maybe have a more clearer mind about the topic we're going to talk about. But first, shout out to Covert BK, the Covert Auto Group family owned the greater Austin area for over a hundred years. And they have such a high quality selection of new and pre-owned vehicles and the customer service is terrific. And they will hook you up at Covert BK. Cave with seven luxurious brands from Dodge, Chrysler, Cadillac, GMC, Ram, Buick, and Jeep. You will find what you want at Covert B Cave. And you can go online to covertbcave.com and select RRC, all the inventory and specials. So you can select the car that you want, the color, the model. They will hook you up. And hey, it's almost Christmas time. If somebody needs that new whip, you know, that check engine light all always coming on. you always having problems. You're spending way more money than you should. Well, it's time for that new whip and Covert BK will have you covered. So shout out to all the Covert Auto Group dealerships in the greater Austin area. Nobody beats a Covert deal. Not now, not ever. All right, Shep. So how could you forget? But I know you remember Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith, keep my wife's name out your mother at mouth. One of the greatest moments in celebrity Hollywood history. One of my favorite moments in celebrity Hollywood history. Like this is up there with, you know, Justin Timberlake taking off Janet Jackson's uh, uh, bra, whatever. This is up there with, hell, I even count. Mike Tyson biting Holyfield's ear. Like, this is up there with just stuff that you would never have thought you would have seen on big primetime TV. Well, come to find out that Will Smith might have had some built-up frustration that came prior to the slapping and prior to Chris Rock, in his eyes, Will Smith embarrassing him and his wife in front of millions and their peers, their Hollywood peers. Jada, Jada Pickett, which she's a solid actress in her own right, you know, Set It Off's my joint. You seen Set It Off? No, I need to see it. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, you need to see it. Queen Latifah, Vivica Fox, it's a classic. They're Robin Banks and stuff, it's a classic. So Jada Pickett, she had an interview with Hoda, you know, Jenna and Hoda interview with Hoda and she said that her and Will have been separated since 2016 so this happened like a few years ago the slap it happened a few years ago 
Jada and Will, just because I guess they make more money to being together than they do separated. They're not divorced. They're just not together. So there's always been built up just speculation with Jada and her being in love with Tupac secretly and not being able to recover due to Tupac's death. And that was the one that Jada really wanted to marry, even though Tupac and, you know, even though Will and Jada were together while Tupac was alive. It's just messy, crazy stuff that I absolutely love. But they've been separated. And this is where it gets really messy, Chip. Chris Rock asked, Jada Pickett out on a date thinking that it was okay and wondering why, if you're separated, why you can't date. Jada obviously turned him down, but you would have to think that got back to Will, correct? You know, like Will's definitely going to find out. I'm sure they have similar people in similar circles and, you know, Hollywood's very gossipy. People talk. So, yeah, that slap wasn't just because Chris Rock was talking about Jada Pickett's bald ass head. No, he tried to take his wife out on a date and, yo, that's in a way bro code. Like, you don't do that. You know, even though celebrities date one another and there's a lot of mess going on, Chris Rock, Will Smith, Will Smith's looking at Chris Rock as, yo, dog, we black actors out here. We have to stick together. You're going against the bro code. Will, I mean, Chris, you're going against the bro code, dog. You don't do this. You don't do this. Have some respect. And yeah, it wasn't just about Jada's head. It was... Also, you asked out my wife, Will took that personal, and that's why you saw that slap. So, yeah, it's messy, man. It's messy. And See, I thought Jada, I thought Jada, like, as soon as Chris Rock made that joke, Jada was like, hey, go smack him. Yeah. Because it always felt like Will would do whatever Jada told him to do. And so he just, I mean, this is the Oscars. This is the Academy Awards. And Will Smith walks up there on stage and smack. Yo. <laughs> Watching that again this morning, he smacks the hell out that dude. He does. He smacks the hell out that dude. And Chris Rock, he's talked about it on his Netflix special, which is pretty good and stuff. Check that out. But yeah, Chris Rock, you're in the wrong, man. I'm on Will's side now because beforehand, I was on Chris's side. Like, Will... This is the Oscars. Don't embarrass people. Like, no, you had this coming. You had this coming, Chris Rock. Like, don't ask my wife out and then try to clown her in front of all these people at the Oscars like we all cool and everything gravy out here. No siree. You deserved all that you took. All that just filth from the hand smacking, you know, spit flying across the stage and stuff. Chris Rock, you deserved all that and then stuff. That Man, that's Has against Will the Smith code. gotten any jobs since then? Yeah. I want to say he was in a slave movie, which I don't watch slave movies. I don't need that in my life. I'd rather not. I know what happens. I don't, I don't want that. But I think he was in something, but... He definitely hasn't had the type of success that he had prior to the slide. 
Because, I mean, he was in everything for a while. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it takes a lot to risk your career on something like that. Like, Will, he's a smart fella. You know, he's been, like, we've seen him act. Like, he's one of the best right. actors of all time, you know? Like, he's had some huge blockbuster hits. So why risk that, you know, if it's not seriously personal? And I'm, you know, and when I saw it at first, I was like, it can't be just talking about her, you know, skin disease of why she's bald. That can't just be it. Because you're right, Chip, it's the Oscars we're talking about. So there has to be more. And come to find out today, you know, talking to Hoda, Jada Pickett just flat out said, yeah, we've been separated for since 2016. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff coming out to say Chris Rock asked her out. He had the balls to say, yo, I know y'all separated. Y'all aren't divorced, but will you go out with me? And yeah, I'm telling you, I'm Will Smith. I'm thinking Chris Rock, you going against the code, homeboy. You're going against the code. Like, and Chris Rock's probably like, well, you ain't Adam Sandler. You ain't, we ain't that close. You ain't Kevin James. We ain't do SNL together. We ain't that close, Will. So it's fair game. And yeah. Did that slap happen before or after Will Smith won the Oscar for King Richard that night? Uh, it happened before. Jesus. I happened before because he was all crying and stuff when he won. Yeah, that, that was probably the last biggest movie he had, King Richard, which poor Serena and Venus because, man, that made their daddy look real bad, real bad. And that was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. That still is crazy to me. Like, at first I was like, oh, they set this up. Then you're like, no, he hit the shit out of him. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do, when he started cursing, when you say mother effa on what, NBC? <laughs> like, again, going back, Will knows. Like, that's just straight built up anger and just, yeah, yeah. Because, again, they're going through stuff. You know, Jada Pickett and Will Smith, they're going through some serious stuff. Obviously, it's public. It must be embarrassing. So anything is triggering. And, you know, there's rumors around that Jada is. Yeah, that they had an open marriage and stuff. Yeah, they had an open marriage and stuff. And. You know, some guys' pride can allow that and say, hey, I enjoy seeing my wife with other men, cool, you know, to each his own. And some guys are prideful and don't want that. And it seemed like Jayla was like, I don't give a damn what you want. Like, this is, it is what it is. And Will, he ain't that innocent. I've seen the pictures with him and Margot Robbie. Like, I heard during the film in the Suicide Squad that, you know, some wild stuff was going on. That's just speculation. You know me, I'm Perse Hilton. That's Perse. just speculation. I'm just saying. He's bringing it to you. Fresh from the Go look up, go type in Will Smith and Margot Robbie and see those intimate ass photos that be popping up. They took like, you know, what, what's the photo booth photos? That's what it looks like. They got photo booth photos together. And it just looks bad. <laughs> it just looks bad. But then Jada, who also isn't innocent, her thing with Tupac is weird. It's really weird. 
Like, it's just because Tupac hasn't been around since 9 6, you know, since he was tragically murdered on the Las Vegas Strip which they just, I think, found people who were associated with that. But, yeah, her just clinginess to Pac when she had Will out here, and she knew Will was insecure about it. Like, Will Smith, he's been on record saying how insecure he was of Tupac and Jada Pickett's relationship because Tupac was the gangster rapper, you know? California love, West Side, hit him up. You know, it's Tupac. While Will Smith out here... Parents just don't understand, you know, <laughs> more bubblegum, <laughs> you know, men in black. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, DJ Jazzy Jeff, here come the men in black, all that stuff. He can't compete with pop. Come on. Steve Sarkeesian didn't say he listens to Will Smith. Steve Sarkeesian said he lets, he has to listen to Tupac. So I get it. I get why Will was insecure, you know? So that, summer, that's still summer, summertime. That's what Will had hits. He had hits, but he wasn't cussing. You know, Pac. Pac's oh, different. Pac. Pac's different. No, Pac, hit him up. Pac had it all. Pac had it all. He had the club hits. He had the deep stuff. You know what? It didn't matter with Pac. Like, Dear Mama and Brenda's got a baby, and then he'll go on to do California Love and, you know, so that's tough. That's tough to compete with. So I, I I feel for Will now. I think now everybody should have a different perspective on Will Smith. I think he should be getting calls to do more movies because it makes more sense. It makes more sense. If that dude asked out your wife, that's against the code, bro. That's against the code. Like, Chris, we should. I know we haven't done movies together. I, I don't remember any movies with Chris Watt and Will Smith, so I don't. They're clearly not close, but still, like, you got to know, like, we on the same team, Chris. We're on the same team. I don't need you out here and then embarrass me at the Oscars. No, sir. No, you deserve all that slap, buddy. Did you ever see the movie Seven Pounds? Yeah. Yes. That's deep, man. Very deep. Yeah. Seven Pals, Pursuit of Happiness. Will Smith has range. Like, Will Smith, ever since he cried on that Fresh Prince of, uh, of Bel-Air episode when he lost his daddy, that's what, that's what set Will Smith up for superstardom. Like, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that scene will always make me tear up. I have my father, too. There's nothing I can relate to with that scene. Me and CC are really tight. He was always there for me, always. So I have no relation to that scene at all. But Will Smith's acting, how come you don't want me, man? And then hugging Uncle Phil. Oh, man, that's, I think everybody in Hollywood saw that and said, okay, this dude, Will Smith, he ain't just the goofy rapper that's rocking Jays all the time. He could actually act on here. So appreciate you, Richard, man. Good looking out. Hey, Richard, appreciate you. And uh, everybody head out to uh, head out to Salt Traders Coastal Cooking to get that seafood. You know what I'm saying? Get that date night, make it happen. What was the last time you had some really good seafood? I mean, top end seafood. This is our man, Jack Gilmore, who gave you, gives you Jack Allen's Kitchen. He did the menu for Z Tejas and Cover 3. I mean, Jack Gilmore is a food savant 
You want the best oysters, the best seafood. You need to get to Salt Traders Coastal Cooking. All night happy hour, Monday night. And guess what? Cowboys, Chargers, Monday night. Make your plans now. Salt Traders Coastal Cooking. All right, I see the fire, the cannon team in the wings. It's time to bring them in. Oh. Hey. hey <laughs> How are you? Nice. Hey, we're doing you good. See, now you got pock in my head. Now you got pock in my head all the time. Like I'm going to be going through my favorite movie. Yeah, now you got me hungry for, it. <laughs> <laughs> hungry for some seafood. Well, you know, I get fired up. I get fired up for y'all's. I think you're the only show on the channel with your own theme music. Is that well, hey, yeah, we've had it for the podcast for a while, and it just sets the tone. It sets the mood. <laughs> it's a good yeah. one. Well, it's good stuff. It's good. Now, stuff. now, ladies, did y'all go Will Smith on anybody? At any any Oklahoma Sooner at the Cotton Bowl? Because I know y'all don't play. I wasn't at the Cotton Bowl. She wasn't she, there. I did not slap anybody. I did okay. not open hand slap. <laughs> Keep my man's name out your mouth. I didn't. I didn't pull any of that this this weekend, but. Uh, Definitely had the urge to on Twitter later this week. I will. I will definitely say that they uh, they got pretty pretty ballsy all of a sudden. All these silent OU fans came out of the woodwork. Isn't Weird, that crazy, crazy how that happened. happened. Probably nothing else to do in Norman this week. So <laughs> Did they get internet. They got internet, right? Barely. So. <laughs> they found it. They found it. Well, we appreciate y'all as always. Always a great show. Uh, you know, we, we love coming in and, and eavesdropping listen, on yeah, y'all. Well, we listen to y'all for, as we're getting ready and everything. Well, we listen to y'all anyway, but as we're getting ready, we have a plan. And you guys are you guys are great. We were listening to you earlier. We were talking about um, uh, Anthony Hill. And I was we were, Meg and I were talking like, that's everything we wanted Malik Jefferson to be like. Hopefully, that's all the dreams and hopes that we had for Malik Jefferson. Come on, Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all take it away. Have a great show.